This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast on this uh, Sunday evening, and I can hear the cheering. Uh, throughout the tri-state area. You can hear it in Connecticut. You can hear it in New Jersey. You can hear it on Long Island. You can hear it in New York City. We're on the Bet Rivers Network, as always, and for all your wagering needs, it's Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey. Play Sugar House in Connecticut. So whatever you need, just go to their uh, app, uh, and you'll find everything you need for all your needs there and the program, of course, always on the Bet Rivers Network and wherever you can find your podcast. All right. It has been a long time coming, and this man right now can run for mayor. He can run for senator. He can run for anything he wants. Uh, Dable owns this town right now, and so does a quarterback named Jones who had a just a mind-boggling game today. You know, I've told you many times, and I, I thought this game – would be just like this. I just didn't know who would wind up winning it by a point or two. I thought the Giants had a better team than Minnesota because they have a better defense. And I knew they could move the ball in Minnesota. I thought Minnesota had a little bit of offense. Uh, so I gave the Giants a slight edge to win the game. But if it had come out Minnesota by two or three points, I wouldn't have been shocked. Uh, I thought it would be that close a game. It turned out to be that close a game. And the Giants made all the plays at the end. Dable showing great, great uh, belief in his team. And here's the thing. He knows what his team can do and what can be executed with this team. And as I've said to you many times, Daniel Jones's greatest strength are his legs. And you saw them today say Daniel Jones's legs. Now, everyone passes on Minnesota. We know that. But Daniel Jones's legs was such a critical point in this game. I mean, yes, he threw for 300 yards, but he ran 17 times for 78 yards. So many big runs. The fourth down conversion. I mean, so the, the hit he took in the jaw. I mean, so many times he made so many plays. A brilliant job by him. Barkley ran hard. He ran committed. He was tough. He was explosive. And I'll tell you this. I tweeted this out in the second quarter, and I, I, me- I meant it long. I wanted to do this two weeks ago, and I didn't, and I should have. Hodgins is a keeper. I don't care what receiver they bring in here. I don't care what his name is, what his resume is, or how fast he is. This guy has a major role on this team. He has been discovered. He is a tremendous possession receiver. He runs terrific routes. And he never, and underline it, never drops the ball. Eight catches, 105 yards, great performance by him. Huge catch 
I mean, so many big catches. Uh, that slate drop could have been a disaster because they would have. The question would have been whether he scored or took a knee. You know, it went down smart enough to go down down the field because he was getting a first down. And if they didn't get the game, you would have really rude two plays. You would have rude the slate and drop, and you would have rude that ridiculous pass roughing the passer. I mean, you got to be kidding. What do you want him to do? Get a pillow and prop him down and just, you know, gently tuck him in? I mean, give me a break. What can you possibly, if, if that's roughing the passer, what are we doing? I mean, and that's with a game on the line. I mean, you got to be kidding me. That was a horrific. I mean, some of the calls you see in this league are just so bad. It's unbelievable in big spots. They just make you just shake your head. That was a terrible call. But this was a game where the Giants came in and Dable and his staff, who are really good, I've said that all year. I've sung their praises. They're really good. And they knew this this week. And maybe for the first time all year, except for maybe the Colt game that they had at home a couple weeks ago, they knew they could win this game on offense. And they haven't had a game all year that I really believe they thought they could win with their offense. They liked their matchups against Minnesota. The Giants put up 279 yards in the first half, the most they put up all year. They put up 431 yards, total yards of offense. That's an enormous number for the Giants. The Giants, 30 points, 431 yards. That's an offensive explosion for the Giants. They knew they could win that matchup. And, boy, give... Martindale a ton of credit in a game where his team registered zero sacks. They did a great job. You know why? They took one of the most explosive players. Now the tight ends, he had to be dying. Just Hawkinson just killed them and the tight ends killed them last time. The tight ends killed them this time, but you got to give up something. Jefferson Seven catches for just 47 yards. If you go in this game and you only give Jefferson 47 yards, you did a great job. They took away the big weapon. On the last drive, with everything on the line, he didn't get near the football. They didn't even throw throw the ball at him, which I'm sure he will have a say about. Because he's that kind, you know, they're all prima donnas, the wide receivers. So you know that's going to happen. You know he was in the huddle screaming. And, hey, he's that good. So he probably has a right to scream. Cousins moved the ball today, and we would. They did a good job against Cook. He never got that big breakaway run, 11 yards. And Jefferson's biggest catch was 10 yards. So Cook didn't hit the home run. And Jefferson didn't hit the home run. And that was big, big, big for the Giants. And I think after they scored, the, the stop they got after they scored, and then the fourth down conversion were where they won this game. They deserved it. They were the better team. Now the Giants will go play the Eagles. And I can tell you this. They have a chance to beat the Eagles. I don't. I would not like the Giants in the matchup against the Niners right now. 
but I would like them in the matchup against the Eagles. I think they have a chance. They're going to have to play a great game, but they have a chance. They will be a very live dog in that game. I don't think there's any question. I don't even think they'll be that big of a dog because I think they'll get a lot of respect. And Dable, like I said, has done just a sensational job, and he continued it today. His team played confidently all week. All of us who watched this team all year knew they could win this game this week if they played their game. You worried about them making a big special teams error. They didn't. You worried about them turning the ball over. They didn't. And to me, that was critical. If they didn't turn the ball over and they didn't give up a big special teams play, I thought they would move the ball well. They moved it in the passing game even better than I thought they would. And I really thought, I said to someone today that I thought Daniel Jones would rush the ball at least 12 times today. He rushed at 17. I thought they would go to that well because that is who they are. Daniel Jones had a great game today. And his great games are going to include his legs. That's just the way he is. That's who he is. His legs are his greatest strength. But he today ended any doubt. I mean, listen, he was getting a contract anyway. We know that. But you know what? He just put a couple of more zeros on that contract. I don't think there's any question about it. That contract's going to be bigger now than we thought it was going to be, and there's not going to be any argument about it. That is going to be a a big contract that he gets now. He has solidified himself as the guy. This team is going to get better and better, and they're going to add players, and they're headed in the right direction, and they have gotten there very, very quickly with not only making the playoffs but then winning a playoff game which just solidifies this to be a sensational season no matter what happens in Philadelphia next week. I know they're not thinking that way. They're thinking about, hey, next up, and they should. That's their job. But we look at it, obviously, and know that they've already had a sensational first year and have accomplished so much by first having a winning season, second by making the playoffs, and third by knocking off Minnesota, they got the matchup they wanted. They wanted Minnesota. We all knew they wanted Minnesota. They got Minnesota, and they got the W. So a tremendous performance for them today. Uh, 31-24. The Giants scoring 30 points by itself, a big game, and a really big win. And, again, 24 points against Minnesota is, is doing a good job, keeping their very explosive players under control, which they did and making the plays that they had to make with the game on the line. Congratulations to the Giants. Congratulations to their coaching staff, to their head coach, to their defensive coordinator, to their quarterback, and to everybody else. A wonderful performance uh, for them today, uh, and they move on in the postseason. Now, in the first game today, we all loved the Bills, and how couldn't we? The Dolphins were beat up on the offensive line. They were beat up. They didn't have their best running back. They were on a third-string quarterback who had, a, a, had been responsible for one touchdown this year. They hadn't been in the end zone in weeks. 
And this was a weird game. And this is what I've said all year. If you've listened to me talk about the Bills, I said all year there's something missing with the Bills. Now, I thought they would win today, and I'm sitting there in the first quarter wondering what I'm going to do until the giant game comes on, okay? When Knox scored, I left the room, and I was thinking, man, what am I going to do for the next two hours, not realizing that that play was going to be overturned. From the moment that play went from overturned to a field goal, so it went from 21 nothing to 17 nothing, And then when... Allen threw the first pick that was returned into Bill's territory at 17-0. He threw the ball underneath. It got picked off and run back. From that moment on, they were lucky they got out alive. That's how bad their performance was. In the first half, they had the two interceptions, the punt return for 50 yards that they gave up, And then they start the third quarter off by giving up a sack and a fumble for a touchdown. And now they're down in the game. So the three turnovers were a disaster. They missed countless tackles. And can somebody please explain to me what the heck Sean McDermott was doing? Okay, what was he doing calling timeouts on two plays where his defense made sensational plays. And he took back a great second nine play that was going for a loss by calling timeout. And then instead of getting the ball, when they unbelievably went on fourth and eight, threw the ball down the field, he calls timeout. The play is run. They are going to get the ball on their own, you know, whatever it was, 25 or 30 yard line. Instead, he calls timeout there, the play's negated, and they decide to punt and get the ball on the 10-yard line. He lost 55 yards of real estate by calling a timeout. I mean, they were just lost today. The Dolphins throw the ball underneath on critical third downs, and they would break tackles or miss tackles. The turnovers, The mistakes, the only thing the Dolphins couldn't do is they couldn't get a play in on time the whole day. So they wind up with no timeouts, and they still continued to not be able to get the plays in on time. What are you doing? You have a quarterback that's green. Stop trying to make it so complicated to where they can't get the playoff. They must have... They must have either flirted with or been called for delay a game 20 times today. It was ridiculous. That game was a mess. And the Bills were lucky they were playing against that quarterback because otherwise they would have lost. And that game started out as badly as a game could start out. If Knox holds on to that ball, which I couldn't believe he didn't, and that game's 21-0 right there, that game might have been 28-0 at the half and we never even looked back at that game. Instead, the whole game spun out of control, and it's 17-17 at the half. And then it's 24-20 Dolphins. I expect the Bills to be hosting Cincinnati next week after tonight's game. That would mean if Jacksonville plays as a huge underdog at Kansas City. I 
everyone's waiting for the Bills and the Chiefs down the road. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati beats them next week. There's something missing with this Buffalo team. They have continuously blown leads. They have made a million mistakes. Their quarterback's thrown a ton of interceptions. I just think there's just, they're incredibly talented. They're very explosive. You know what? There's just something not right there. And you saw it again today. In a game they could have put away in the second quarter and had a laugh for 30 minutes. I was not, to say the least, impressed. And it's been that way for them. I mean, they came out and they were just playing pitch and catch. And the Dolphins didn't know what was hitting them. And you were, I know everyone's sitting there saying, man, this game's going to be 42 to 3. And it sure felt like that until the game just, on that reversal, the game just went into Never Never Land for about 30 minutes. The last seven minutes when the Dolphins score 17 points and the Bills make about 42 mistakes was unbelievable. The end of the game was a mess. The officiating was ridiculous. In all these games, the NFL's got to do something to clean up their officiating. Their officiating stinks. The officiating in the late game today was pretty good, except for that rough in the passer call. I thought the officiating overall in the, in the, in the Giant game, until the rough in the passer call, I thought the officiating was pretty good. In the, a couple of games I saw yesterday, and especially last night's game, the officiating was awful. Absolutely awful. So the Bills survive. They're the ones surprised. So, so far you have San Francisco, which had a shaky first half, but then blew them out in the second half. You have Jacksonville coming back with a historic comeback from 27 nothing down. So that was a wild one. Then you have the Bills almost lose to a Dolphin team that we all gave up for dead. And then the Giants come up with a very good performance. Now we have Cincinnati, and then tomorrow night should be a lot of fun. A lot of fun with the Cowboys and the Bucks in the 4-5 matchup. But remember, the Giants now are going to Philly, and the winner of that game is going to San Francisco. So we know where the Giants are going now. They're going to play a division game against the Eagles, and they, and they sure have plenty of payback to give the Eagles. And the Eagles, as you know, have recently been giving the Giants. I mean, they've just been beating the heck out of them. So this Giants team's got a chance to gain some a huge measure of revenge. And the Eagles clearly have not gotten themselves back on that enormous run they were on earlier in the season. Can they restart that this week? We're going to find out. But there are a whole bunch of heroes today. And this was a great finish to what has become a very, very special year for the football Giants. I mean, that's all you can say. A 9-7-1 regular season. A trip to the postseason. Finally getting out of the wilderness. Finally getting some people who knew what they were doing in charge of this franchise. And now they go on the road and win a playoff game. So it is now a wonderful, wonderful season. No matter what happens next week, 
And right now, they're playing good football. They're playing the best football they played all year, and they are very, very confident bunch led by their head coach who is completely, completely on a roll and a guy who right now is, is commanding this team in an extremely confident and confident manner. Everything he's doing is working exactly the way it's supposed to. It's pretty to watch when it works, and right now it's working in every possible way. This was a wonderful, wonderful victory today. So, Giant fans have suffered, suffered a lot in recent years. Things got pretty low. Things got pretty bad. They really fell to a real depth from a football standpoint. This proud franchise, which over a 25-year period had gone to four Super Bowls and on the five Super Bowls and won four which had played among the best franchises in the sport over a generation. From the Parcells era right through the Coughlin era, they had done some wondrous things. And then they were in the wilderness, just another team that could not get anything right something we were not used to seeing. And you waited and you waited and you hoped and you prayed and you went through coaches and you went through embarrassments and you went through firings and you went through all kinds of ugly, just mind-boggling decisions and just real incompetency. And now that is all a thing of the past. The Giants are not yet a Super Bowl contender. That would be asking a lot. But they are on the right track, and they have the right people leading them, and they have a plan, and they are going to follow that behind a new leader who clearly is up for the task. So it took a long time to happen, but it has finally happened. So it's a day of tremendous celebration from around here from a football standpoint. Uh, really is. And it'll make for a very, very enjoyable week leading up to the game. So congratulations to the entire franchise on a tremendous win. And if you're a Bills fan, I understand the Bills went through a lot the last couple of weeks, but let's be honest. The Bills, these mishaps, this looseness of play has been following the Bills around now for a while. You heard all the rumblings about Allen's got a bad arm and all these different things, but now it's back to being normal again. And then he starts throwing the picks again and making the mistakes again. And they're giving up plays and missing tackles. And, you know, it's just, 
You expect more. It's going to take more to beat Cincinnati. It's going to take a lot more to beat the Chiefs. So enjoy your evening, Giant fans. You waited a long time for this moment to arrive. You deserve it. We will be with you uh, tomorrow after the Cowboys play. We'll wait tonight since tomorrow's a holiday uh, to wrap up tonight's game. I think, listen, division games are tough. We talked about that before the weekend. You had three division games, but you had weaknesses of quarterback in two of them. Seattle put up a good first half. Dolphins put up a good game with a lot of help from a sloppy, messy, mysteriously bad Bills team. And now you have this game where if they were healthy, you'd give the Ravens. I mean, if Ravens had Jackson and they had all their people healthy, you would give them a heck of a chance to win this game. You'd know that it would be a game that would go right to the wire. The Ravens are worthy of that kind of respect. But they're just so beat up, and the quarterbacks just haven't given them anything, and Burroughs is on the other side. I just think it's too much to ask. And I can't wait for tomorrow's game because that's the most puzzling game of all. Hey, we were all surprised how close the Bills were, but we see what happened. They let the game get away from them, and they just started turning the ball over, and you can't turn the ball over. That's the great equalizer. You just cannot turn the ball over. But it was more than that. You know, it's the missed tackles that allow first downs. It's it's just, you know, the foolish timeouts by the head coach. I mean, it's just one thing after another after another. Makes you scratch your head about the Bills a little bit. Makes you wonder about the Bills a little bit. But right now in this town, what you're doing is celebrating an enormous giant victory over the Vikings. And the fact that they're moving on into the divisional playoff weekend with an eye towards another upset. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan, and you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli Podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.